Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello there, I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill. This is What's Going On. Today, we talk about team tennis with the Philadelphia Freedoms. We share a moving interview with a loving couple who've overcome unspeakable tragedy. But first, we're going to tell you how you can help a nonprofit win 200K. There is an intense competition that's going on. It's not the World Series. It's not, uh, you know, women's soccer and the World Cup. The Philadelphia Foundation has been inviting nonprofits to apply for a million-dollar Key to Community Grants program. And the competition is very fierce because we, as members of the community, can vote for all the different finalists, the competition is is fierce. So tell us all about it, is the Executive Director of Second Century Initiatives and Corporate Partnerships for Philadelphia Foundation, Diane Melly. Great to have you back. Good morning, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. So the Key to Community Grant Program, tell us exactly what it is and how you've broken it down. Well, thank you, Lorraine. So first of all, it was great to be here when we were launching the request for proposals. So I'm very pleased to say that the not-for-profit community really responded. We received nearly 200 proposals. After a very rigorous process, we are now at the point where we have opened the public voting and the public voting on the 15 finalists. So from these 15 finalists, we will award nine cash winners the top prizes in three different categories, economic prosperity, opportunity divide, and community and civic engagement, will each receive $200,000. The second prize is $100,000, and the third prize is $33,000. And all 15 finalists are winners. They all will be part of a leadership institute that the Philadelphia Foundation will launch in the fall. The very, very exciting thing is, is that, as you said, the public is voting and the public will determine the winner. So it's real time live voting that you can see on the website at org slash vote. Yeah. Well, Diane, it's, uh, it's been really cool for me because one of the organizations that's a finalist uh, is there and I've been voting every day. I won't say who it is. I don't want to, you know, like bias anybody, but, but what's fun is you go to the website and you can literally vote every day, once a day, and you can see how many votes your organization is getting right now. Oh, they're a third place. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that it starts to pick up a little bit. But what's really cool about it is that once I get to the website, you know, I know my organization, but I get to see the wonderful work of the other finalists. And there are some great organizations doing some real campaigns and, and projects in our community all worthy of, of getting the money, but it's, it's been great to, so I become more informed. Well, that's great, Lorraine. And I think that was part of the design of this initiative. The Philadelphia Foundation is actually celebrating its 100th anniversary. And that is part of why we're doing this initiative to really let the public be aware of some of the amazing work that not-for-profits are doing uh, every day in our community in the seven-county region that the Philadelphia Foundation serves. 
And this contest, this public voting, shines a spotlight on 15 organizations, but there are hundreds of others that the Philadelphia Foundation supports. But we really want to hear from the public. We do something called On the Table every fall, yes, where we do listening tours and engage the public. And this way, we're saying, okay, now let's really engage and let's hear your voice in deciding who actually gets these grants. So we think it's a, a really nice opportunity, as you said, for visibility. And it's across a number of different issues. We'll see which issues really resonate the most with the, with the public. I wonder if you can uh, tell us what the different categories are. So there's three overarching categories. Uh, the first is economic prosperity, and that's really creating pathways to prosperity uh, for people. And that can be in employment opportunities to educational opportunities. And we're very proud that we've established a number of corporate partnerships. So Wells Fargo is partnered with us in economic prosperity. The second category is opportunity divide, and that's really about removing the barriers for digital access for all residents. And that's in partnership with Comcast NBC Universal, who has been a phenomenal partner with us. And then the Philadelphia Foundation is hosting the community and civic engagement. And that's really about looking for solutions that are empowering and engaging people in neighborhoods throughout the city and throughout the counties to really make change happen and take it to scale. Can we talk about the different organizations that are the nominees and that are competing for this wonderful prize? Certainly. So we have 15 organizations, and then in each of the three categories, there are five organizations. In Opportunity Divide, we have some really, it's such a fascinating range of organizations. We have the Energy Coordinating Council of Philadelphia. We have the Girls, Inc., which is doing work in the STEM area with girls. Uh, we have Hope Works, which is headquartered over in Camden, which is uh, employment opportunities. We have Stepping Stone Scholars, and we have Tech Girls. So again, hopefully, you know, this vast array, something will resonate with each of your listeners. In community and civic engagement, again, look at the projects. When you go to the website, read each of these projects, because some of these names you're familiar with, but they're proposing a particular project, and we want you to see if that resonates. So when you place your vote, uh, you can go to the Read More and learn specifically about what the impacts these organizations are intending to have with the funding. In community and civic engagement, it's Bartram's Garden, it's the Defenders Association of Philadelphia, it's New Leash on Life, PCCY, and Philadelphia Youth Basketball. Yeah. So that category, as you said, it is really exciting in each of these categories where it really is neck and neck. And we have a week left now in this very important race. And I know, like you, I'm watching it probably <laughs> more times a day than you are. Uh, but it's just exciting to see that the volume of votes and how close and the amazing strategies that each of these organizations are taking. When all is said and done, the top prize is a game changer. It can literally change the course of a nonprofit organization. We're talking serious money, $200,000, right? Yes. For the top winners. And even the other prizes are, are still very, very significant. And we have the opportunity to help these organizations. Your choice, you go to the website and find one that you resonate with and vote for it. And you can do it every day. So once again, how do they vote? Thank you very much. They can vote every day, one vote per person in each of the three categories. So you're actually casting three votes. So 
Find your favorite in each category and vote daily, and you can vote up till midnight on Friday, July 26th. Uh, we'll be revealing the winners on Wednesday, July the 31st. So please join in the fun. Let us hear from you what, what matters the most to you. And thank you so much, Lorraine. All of you out there, check it out. Vote. You can vote every day. I have my favorite. <laughs> Diane has her favorites. But uh, the most important thing is that we together can help these organizations continue to make a difference in our community. Diane Melly, Executive Director, Second City Initiatives and Corporate Partnerships for the Philadelphia Foundation. So excited for what's coming up and uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, the result of this wonderful vote. And thank you so much for the Philadelphia Foundation for choosing this particular way to celebrate your 100th anniversary. Great. Thank you so much, Lorraine. And you'll find us at phillyfound.org slash vote. Before the World Cup winning USA women's soccer team, the issue of pay disparity among female athletes, was visibly raised by the great tennis star Billie Jean King. King went on to found a new way of playing the sport of tennis, team tennis. Joining us in the studio right now is world-renowned tennis figure Judy Murray. She is a former Scottish international tennis player, British Fed Cup champion, winner of 64 national titles, and she's director of player personnel and community engagement for the Philadelphia Freedoms of World Tennis Team Tennis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And you are from? Scotland. Yeah, we're in Scotland. (laughs) I come from Dunblane, which if you stuck a pin right in the middle of Scotland, you would find Dunblane. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's lovely to have you and your delightful accent here in our studios today. Let's talk about Philadelphia Freedoms. This is kind of a different way of approaching tennis. Oftentimes we think of tennis as being an individual sport, like uh, Serena Williams or Venus Williams going out there, Grand Slams, etc. But the Freedoms are a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, this is all part of world team tennis and it's actually been going for about 44 years. But it's a three-week season, which gives players the opportunity to compete as part of a mixed team. Two men, two women in a team. It is short, sharp matches. There are five matches. So you play men's singles, ladies' singles, men's doubles, ladies' doubles and mixed doubles. You play first to five games. You have a tie break at four all if if you get to four all. And every game that you win for your team counts towards your score. And there's all sorts of funky rules with it. You know, like if it's a let on the serve, you know, if you serve and the ball hits the net, you continue to play. You don't take it again. Oh, no You have no add after juice, for example. You have timeouts. The coach can call a timeout so he can give you some tactical info. There's just all sorts of things going on. So a massive opportunity for crowd engagement and fan engagement. And it gives tennis the chance to bring fans out to support, whether that's your city, whether it's your nation, in the same way that we saw with the World Cup, you know, the whole country gets behind their nation in the World Cup. In something like World Team Tennis, you get the opportunity for all the tennis fans in your city to get behind the team. So Philadelphia Freedoms is one of eight teams um, across the, the USA competing in this kind of almost three week season. And for me, we don't have anything like this in my country. And it is absolutely wonderful for tennis. It sounds like it's a faster game. I mean, if you're allowing balls that hit the net to keep being in play, it's not like you have to wait for everything to set up again. You just keep going. Yeah, because, you know, if you think about it, the times when the crowd gets a bit antsy or a bit bored is when there's a break in play. 
There are no breaks with this. It just goes on and on. Yes, it's fast and furious. And if you think of the, the world in which we now live, where people's concentration spans and maybe available time to do leisure pursuits is more limited, it really absolutely fits into the modern world. Let's talk a bit about the history of Philadelphia Freedoms and Billie Jean King. Tell us how she fits into this whole extraordinary story. Well, Billie Jean set up the whole concept of world team tennis all these years ago, 44 years ago, and she's still very actively involved. She still owns the Freedoms team. She's still, she's here in, in, in Philly supporting the, the activity that goes on. And it was, um, you know, she, I've been such a huge admirer of hers over many years. You know, when I was young, I watched her winning the Grand Slams and so forth on, on TV and, you know, massive admirer of everything that she achieved for women in tennis, because it's really largely down to her efforts for standing up for women way back when, you know, it was so much inequality, everything favoured the guys and she and nine others broke away on their own and set up what became the women's tour and what has helped tennis to become probably the most equal of all the sports. We, we have pretty much equality in prize money, media coverage, endorsement opportunities compared to all of the other sports. So when she asked me if I would like to come over and and be part of the the Freedoms team. I, I wanted to see how everything worked. And of course, any opportunity to spend some time around her is great. Yeah, she is truly extraordinary. I've had a, a chance to meet her and interview her in the past. And she is so down to earth, yeah. first of all, for being a living legend as she is. Also seeing uh, the movie that was kind of made about the match that she had, Women Against Men, it gave me a better understanding of what she experienced in her time and how much of a tremendous vanguard she was for women's equality in sport. We continue to struggle, uh, but she certainly made uh, such a huge difference, as you mentioned, in tennis. Uh, we're just uh, waiting for this to be also equally true for soccer, for women's yeah. soccer, which is such an exciting sport that the women have made so exciting for for Americans here. Back to the Philadelphia Freedoms. Uh, you say there's a there's a relatively short season from the 21st on. I know you already have games and you already have a bunch of events that are happening. Tell us what more we can look forward to the rest of the next couple of weeks. Well, it's a it's a more or less a three week season. There are eight teams in it, so there are 14 teams. And you play seven home matches and seven away matches. The Freedoms play at the at the Hagen Arena. Uh, which is part of St. Joseph's University. If you like tennis or you want to be part of a real fun event, you come along and lend your voice to, in the home games. Our first home match, we had the body double for Emma Stone, who played Billie Jean King oh, really? in Battle of the Sexes. She oh. was playing for the San Diego Aviators. So there's all sorts of great stories behind all of the players, as well as great tennis to watch. Oh, that is really interesting. Yeah, Battle of the Sexes. I was trying to remember the name of the title of the movie that was about that extraordinary event that happened. Of course, she did beat um, the guy. So that's uh, how that ends. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Judy, I understand that there's someone who is... I'm so excited to hear is coming to uh, a match. Uh, tell us who that is. It's Venus Williams. Whoa! And she's going to be coming on the 26th uh, oh. of July. So she's going to be here in, in Philly. So we're expecting a huge crowd to get behind her. You know, one of the biggest figures in women's sport globally, not 
just in women's women's tennis. And at 39, she's still winning titles. She's still just showing us that tennis is a sport for life. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to uh, seeing her at the Hagen Arena with our team. If people would like more information about Philadelphia Freedoms and World Team Tennis, how do they find out more? There's a website, there are Twitter accounts, there's Instagram <laughs> accounts. All of the information uh, is out there. So you follow World Team Tennis, follow the Philadelphia Freedoms, so you can get updates on all of the, the matches that are being played and the ones that are coming up if you want to come along and, and watch. I think tickets are around about $25. Uh, and it is a great night out, a really fantastic night out. So if you want a bit of fun and a um, bit of shouting, get behind your local team, um, come along to the Hagen Arena and support. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. World-renowned tennis figure Judy Murray. She is a, a champion, a director of player personnel and community engagement for the Philadelphia Freedoms of World Team Tennis. I'd like to thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill. You know, there are, there are moments in time that you don't forget. You know where you were because something truly earth-shattering happens. One of those days was June 12th, 2016. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Steen in Orlando, Florida. I woke up kind of early that morning to find out that there had been a terrible mass shooting. What they call now the Pulse Massacre, however you want to describe it. It was devastating. And it actually happened right before the uh, June Pride March in Philadelphia. I, I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget how I felt. I never forget how I did stories on the air, you know, talking about what was going on. And now we come full circle. And I have the incredible privilege of speaking to Patience Carter and also Alex Murray. Patience is a survivor of the Pulse Massacre. And Alex is the brother of Akira Murray. She was one of the folks who was killed in that terrible, terrible tragedy. They are here, and the story they have to tell is a story of tremendous inspiration to me. Their story is a story of love. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of taking something that was absolutely unthinkable and creating something good and positive from it. So with that, I'd like to welcome Patience Carter and Alex Murray. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Well, first of all, Patience, I want to thank you so much for reaching out to us because, yes, <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> so you, um, before we maybe talk about your the backstory, mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about something really nice, which is the fact that you're getting married. Yeah, and the guy's right here. <laughs> right yeah, there. Right yeah. next to each other. It's That's so beautiful. I just love that. And you're getting married at Lincoln Financial? Yeah, yeah. so um, Alex and I are actually getting married on August 25th uh -huh. at the Lincoln Financial Field. 
So we reached out to them just generally talking about our story and everything that we've been through. And Alex actually played football. Um, but I'll let Alex tell a little bit about his own story. Yeah, tell uh, okay. us. Okay, so I played football at West Catholic Prep here in Philadelphia. Um, went to college and played for St. Francis University. But I lost my career my sophomore year in college. Suffered a severe third concussion and ended my career. So really when we reached out to the Eagles and they heard both our stories and how we overcome so much and then the football just topped it all. They're just like, oh, like I remember they just went crazy. Like, oh my God, we can do this, we can do that. Yeah, someone actually mentioned like a Rocky like kind of theme, yeah, like comeback like, story type thing. So they're yeah. really excited to to help us yeah, bring like, I got a Rocky story to y'all. So Yeah. Like, yeah. Rocky, so. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. So you really are examples of tremendous resilience. And we're gonna be talking about this basketball tournament that it's the second annual Akira Murray basketball memorial basketball game yeah. sponsored by the Philadelphia 76ers um, but uh, before we get into the specifics of that I would like to unfortunately take you back to a very difficult time mm-hmm. I, I will never forget um, the press conference that you were at and mm-hmm. um, you know just I believe you read a poem yeah. at that time uh, mm-hmm. uh, to honor Akira who is your good friend, and you were down there together just to have some fun and never expecting something like this to happen. Honestly, you would never think in a million years that you go on a vacation. And I was actually um, attending that as a guest. Like, this, was, this wasn't this was even my family's vacation. I was just going as a friend. And we went out one night, and that's when everything literally just changed, like, for the worst for everyone. But like you mentioned earlier, we're not just taking this moment to, you know, elaborate on the the tragedy on the sadness, but trying to bring something out of it, trying to inspire right. people, especially other people that Akira and touched and influenced with her basketball career. So that's why Alex, you know, really came up with the idea to continue doing this charity basketball game in her honor to continue to inspire those people that she touched. We're working on a basketball scholarship for the next next year's game. We're trying to keep it real annual. Mm-hmm. That's something my mother want, you know, for my sister's legacy. So we both busting our butts to make sure that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people left her on the court and off the court. Like some of the girls I spoke to for the roster for this year, Mm -hmm. they were just like, I remember being in ninth grade or eighth grade hearing about your sister or playing or like seeing her play. I would love to play in it. And these are like girls going to big schools, Division one schools. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like you left a mark, sis. Well, let's talk about Akira because one of the one of the things that um, that we can do is we can maybe. Bring her to life for people who didn't know her and would like to know who she was. So who was she? All right. So my sister was dope. Nah. But um, <laughs> um, my sister was a young girl from Philadelphia. Um, we were almost like twins, if you ever met us. Very identical, how we talk, how we act, everything. And she was a basketball player. She started playing basketball in eighth grade. She didn't like it. I think she quit and then played in ninth grade. Started feeling a passion for it to do something different instead of just going to school every day. And then she fell in love with it 10th grade, transferred to West Catholic Prep, played there, and just became a superstar from 11th to 12th grade. And Alex is being really humble right now, but he's a, a huge reason why she fell in love with the sport. He was out there on the court with her, practicing with her every day in the summer. He quit his job to make sure that she could get better and advance in the sport. So he's, like, being very humble, but they yeah, he yeah. definitely pushed I mean, her so my fiance is right, um... Yeah, I pushed her every day. I had quit my job. I was working at <laughs> I was working at KFC. I was like, I'm not flipping chickens no more. I'm done. <laughs> so, and I was living in Florida at the time, going to school. I was playing basketball and um, trying to get a scholarship down there. 
And so I came home for the summertime, and I'm just like, all right, Kira, it's a new school. It's a lot of riding on this right now. And um, one of the teachers who had got transferred to admissions that summer, he was like, he always believed in me with football. So when I brought my sister there, he was like, I'm going to make sure she get in the school because mm-hmm. her old school was trying to block her from going there because they thought she was recruited for basketball, which she wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he tried to block her. Then the teacher, he got Kira in there by August, and then he passed away in September. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was crazy. Yeah. And she was about to go to school. She about was to go about to college, to, yeah. Go to college. Mercy, Mercyhurst University, yeah. 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 One of the things that, that I have talked to so many people who have uh, been survivors of gun violence. And so I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about you and who you are now. One thing that just uh, occurs to me is that there's like an amazing love story in this whole journey that you've gone through i mean when did you start to really connect with each other honestly i didn't care anything about him before Uh the shooting happened just to be perfectly honest okay um, i didn't look at him in that kind of light but it was actually the next day after the shooting i was waking up from anesthesia i opened my eyes alex his mother and and his father were actually walking into my hospital room and alex and i connected eyes like we just started googly eyeing each other like in this moment though it wasn't as like super long moment but something changed like the way I looked at him changed in that moment and it's and I hate to sound so cliche but that's really what the energy was and he can confirm it yeah no, right? I can, I can <laughs> confirm. yeah that's definitely what the energy was yeah like, I don't know I can't put a word on it to what it what it really was but I know when I saw her wake up and I see her leg all you know busted up mm. just like wow that was up. the first person that we saw from the club that night she was the first person so it was just like like wow somebody like made it you know what i'm saying it gave more hope to my cousin and then my sister probably making it yeah yeah so following that time that's when we just started talking to each other more he started coming over um at the time i was best friends with someone and i stayed at her house and stuff like that so alex would come over all the time and Mm -hmm. help me like you know with stuff i had crutches and it was just like i was a mess like i was a huge mess but he was my peace during all of that. And it's crazy that he was so selfless, even with dealing with the loss of his sister. Like he had mm-hmm. enough love to extend for me. Mm-hmm. So that in itself showed me how much he truly loved me in spite of everything that he was already dealing with. And then so much other stuff that we had to deal yeah. with and he still continued to love me. So um, I was big on that, you know, life goes on. You know, I don't, I can't say, oh, I've been through this before, but like seeing her, like she was down and out, like, you know, F everything. And I'm just like, nah, like it's more life. I was flying her out to Florida to hang out with me on crutches. I come pick her up at the airport. So, so that's actually how I overcame my fear of travel. And it sounds so cliche, but love is what made me do it. Like it, it, it truthfully is like, it wasn't a therapist. It wasn't, you know, you know, just trying to find some sort of inner strength. It was knowing that someone loved me, someone cared about me and believing that they wouldn't let anything happen to me. It was Florida, for goodness sakes. I never wanted to go back to Florida. That's what I told myself before, you know, leaving. But as soon as Alex came along, all of that fear went away. So it's a power in love. It definitely is. Yeah, Alex, it was your safe place. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Wow. There's so many people that I have met who have um, experienced the kind of trauma in some different form that you guys have. And I just wonder if you have like some thoughts about how you personally were able to kind of, you know, like Alex, you're talking about about moving on, 
looking ahead, looking at possibility mm-hmm. and, and patience. It sounded like there's kind of a time when things were kind of scary and, and difficult, mm-hmm. but you both have moved on. You found love. You've, you're creating mm-hmm. right now. So I wonder if you could kind of share for those, because unfortunately this city has too much gun violence yeah. right yeah. now. And, you know, it, the pulse massacre was a very visible and horrible event, but we're seeing that in some ways every day. It may not be a mass shooting at the same time, but mm-hmm. we're seeing numbers that are really tough. So yeah. a lot of people are going through this kind of trauma. And I wonder if you can talk about what do you say to someone who's been through this? I understand that it's difficult. And I understand that it's going to be difficult for a really long time. And don't let anyone try to rush your healing process. Don't let anyone try to tell you how to heal. It's individual and it's unique. If you need to cry, cry. If you want to be strong, be strong. Like, don't let anyone victimize you and don't let anyone rush you. And that's a thing that I've been learning from my own personal journey is some days I feel good and some days I feel bad. And some days I don't want to be called Pulse nightclub shooting survivor. I just want to be patient or I don't want to be, you know, attached to something so heavy all the time. You'll realize that people approach you differently based off of knowing like what you've been through. So they try to victimize you like I'm okay today. I'm good. You know, let me be happy. Let me create. Let me move on. Let me do inspirational, wonderful things without thinking so heavily about what happened to me. So just allow people to grow, allow people to heal in their own way. Because you're not defined. I'm not defined. By by what you experience. You are patience. Carter, Carter, and you are. Soon to be patience, Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very soon. (laughs) And and what about you? What is your thought, your advice? Um, My advice is that it's not enough, like, love and support here. You know, growing up here, most of these kids that's angry, you know, running around shooting each other, it's over little stuff, you know? It's not. It's because it's not enough love from the generation before as far as, like, say, playing football, for instance. You know you know, you could be good or you're not that good. You just need somebody to push you a little bit. But then your coach like, you suck. We're going to start Lorraine at running back. So then you quit and then you want to, you know, kill somebody or hurt somebody. So it's just, like, not enough love and support here. Yeah. And that's what we struggle with. We got to bring that structure back to the city somehow to stop these kids from like I'm in Florida and I'm reading 17 year old kills 14 year old yeah in the head Mm -hmm. I'm like what like so much we grew up together me and Jamil and we never like shoot somebody in the head at 14 that's too much yeah that's too much it's been pretty crazy and you're right I we need to love is the answer I mean it's you know it's it sounds so simplistic but love in the family making sure kids get what they need and Sometimes, you know, people just don't know how to do that, and we need to figure out a way to, to make sure that they do know how mm-hmm. to do that. Let's get back to the purpose of you coming in, which is to promote this wonderful event, which is the second annual Akira Murray Memorial Basketball Game. Tell us all the specifics. When is it? What all time? Right, so the event is August 3rd, West Catholic Prep. I repeat, August 3rd, West Catholic <laughs> Prep at 6 o'clock p.m. Doors will open at 5.30 p.m. And it's just going to be an amazing event. We want to bring we want to bring the city out. We want to bring everyone together to not only watch the girls. We're going to have a couple of other sponsors there to share a few words or give give away some things. We just want to have everybody in the same room just to feel the energy of love that we're springing out from my sister's name, from my fiance patients, there my family. We just want to spring out that love, just get that energy going, so we can do this every year. Then eventually 
we could do something that's every month and you know keep bringing good energy to the city and that's the plan from this event moving forward oh that's a wonderful plan how do people find out more information so you can follow us on social media we're going to be posting things about the event very soon flyers and all that kind of stuff so alex is alex Murray official on Instagram on Instagram and I'm pay Carter P-A-E Carter on Instagram so you can just follow us on there um, if you have any questions about the event send us a message we'll respond back to you and yeah and we also have a YouTube channel oh do also. you yes. okay the official outlaws it's also on Instagram at the official outlaws to yeah. uh, follow the journey of us and the goal is just to show people that life after tragedy does exist like you don't have to stop living you don't have to stop enjoying life because you went through something really traumatic there can be so much beauty from that pain if you let it so don't let it destroy you don't let it you know deter you from your dreams you are a great sign shining example of how love does heal and i love that you're getting married it's so cool. <laughs> that is so wonderful and of course you want to check out the third annual second annual yeah. akira murray let's Memorial. speak the third annual in existence <laughs> that's right it eventually it'll be the 20th and 15th yeah. okay year, right? <laughs> there you go. putting it out there into the universe there you go. and uh, that's happening on august 3rd so again i want to thank you both patience carter alex murray They are bringing to Philadelphia the second annual Akira Murray Memorial Basketball Game. They are a shining example how love does indeed conquer all. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank Thank you so much for having us. us. Thank you. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm Lorraine Ballard Morrill. Thanks so much for listening to What's Going On. You can stream today's podcast by going to this station's website, type in the word community, and click on the podcast tab. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Ballard and go out and do something to make a difference. Have a wonderful day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.